It's your boy Tommy via Raw Sex. We're gonna jump right into it. And I'm gonna tell you something about this generation that really bothers me for one. And something that I'm gonna use this one video to show you one of the serious social problems of this generation. I want you guys to just listen. You don't need to see the video. Just listen. I'll, I'll describe to you how she looks or whatever after. I'm literally shaking right now because I just had a man approach me in a parking lot and it went fine. And I'm going to tell you why it went fine and how to address it because it was in a book I read and this is how you're supposed to address it, but it scared me. I'm literally, I'm literally. Before you even hear what she says, I didn't even peep that when I first watched this video. I want, let me go back. I don't think you guys heard what she said here. Listen to what she says. Pay attention to what she says in the beginning of this video. This is where she gets it from. See, I was going to break this down and talk about social media and YouTube videos and the word of mouth, you know, is the best form of advertising. But look what she says. I'm literally shaking right now because I just had a man approach me in a parking lot and it went fine. And I'm going to tell you why it went fine and how to address it because it was in a book I read and this is how you're supposed to. It was in a book I read said, so and this is how you're supposed to. Now, there's one book that a lot of people ignore, though. But we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Let's, let's just let her talk. But it scared me. I'm literally, I'm literally shaking. So this guy, I am a alone with my son, by myself, a woman, and <laughs> a male approached me in a parking lot. He's excuse me, miss. And I don't know why in the hell he was approaching me or what he was trying to do. And before he, I mean, he was probably 30 feet from me when he said, excuse me, ma'am. And I turned around and I literally yelled at him. And I said, do not approach me. And he like immediately started going in the other direction. And I just kept saying it over and over and over. I said, do not approach me. Do not approach me. And he, of course, like got like, what the f? Like he started cussing and yelling. Like, what? What's your problem? And I and I looked at him and he started. He actually then crossed a couple cars down from my car. And before we even go to the next clip, that's the finisher of this whole video. I want you guys to know some details. She's still in the parking lot. This this woman who is oh my god, she's still in the parking lot. It is broad daylight. She's alone more than likely by her own choice and she's not alone because of exactly what she just said because she's a woman in a parking lot she's not alone and we'll talk about that in a second let's hear more he didn't come anywhere near me he crossed a couple cars down from my car and was like what's continuing to cuss and say what's your problem and i said you do not approach women in a parking lot i just kept saying do not approach me you do not approach women in a parking lot like yelling it no male no male should ever approach a woman in a parking lot. Ever. Should, no male should ever approach a woman in a parking lot. And if a male does approach you, you need to turn around and use the strongest voice that you can possibly use with them. <laughs> Don't be polite. They need to literally screw off. No male should be approaching you in a parking lot. Alright, I want to go back to the first clip. Something stood I'm out to me. I'm literally shaking right now because I just had a man approach right. me in a parking lot. And it went fine. And I'm going to tell you why it went fine and how to address it because it was in. Because when she says, first of all, that first time, I just had a man approach me in the parking lot. I mean, if I was from a different planet, I would think a man, the way she talks about men in this video, the way that she addresses man. And mind you, this whole episode, for anybody who might be rolling their eyes right now, is not about men versus women. I'm going to break down how this is a big problem beyond the gender war. This is just a big problem, period. But I'm going to address the gender war and thing of that nature first. But she describes man. You would think man was an animal. You would think man was like some kind of bad thing, right? I mean, you, you would think uh, I'd be scared of a man if I didn't know what a man was, right? If I was an alien from or a different life form from a genderless planet, I would be like, man, oh my gosh. I don't want them talking to me either. Maybe they shouldn't approach me nowhere. You know, mind you, she's with her child, who's a boy. Book I read, and this is how you're supposed to address it, but it scared me. I'm literally, I'm literally shaking. So this guy, I am a alone with my son. Well, I feel bad for that son. Myself, a woman, and a male approached me in a parking lot. He's a male approached me in a parking lot. 
Like it almost sounds like an animal. Am I am I am I kidding? Doesn't it almost sound like she's describing an animal? Do you see how dehumanized men are? I know a lot of ladies are probably listening to this channel or listening to this specific episode, and you're just like, you're probably at a point in life where you're starting to realize that you've been lied to about men and that you have this very toxic, and when I say toxic, I'm not saying toxic as in, let me, let me finish what I said, you have this very toxic perception of men, and I said I don't mean that as in men being toxic, I mean you, you have a toxic, it is destroying you, and it is prohibiting you from living a free life, a life of possible opportunity, different romance, just simply even being helped, and I want to talk about, I'm going to I'm going to tell you what I mean by being helped in a second. Excuse me, miss. I don't know why in the hell he was approaching me or what he was trying to do. Exactly. You don't know why. You don't know why. But you've let this generation in a book and videos and people talking and a bunch of stories that you have probably never experienced. Because I, I believe that a woman that was sitting in a parking lot after being so scared of a male that approached her. With her son in the car. Because she's by herself. In a parking lot that I'm looking in the background. And I can see three cars in the corner of her head alone. So she's not that alone as she thinks. Right? In a very protective of women's society. Where men will literally leave their own women at home. To go protect a stranger. If they see someone being attacked in a parking lot. Let's keep it real. Right? Um, my whole thing is. If you had all this time to do that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> before he I mean he was probably 30 feet from me when he said excuse me ma'am and I turned around and I literally yelled at him and I said do not approach me but that's appropriate and this is the world that we live in a world that will turn a blind eye to the fact that she, she before knowing anything about this man just because he's a man feels like she has every right to fear him <laughs> But if you fear someone so much and you turn around and you talk to them like that, do you possibly really fear them that much? That's why I don't go for the typical sob stories that these women are looking for, right? Nor do I go for the ones that all these other little crybaby groups go for because every single one of them talk to the people that they say they're scared of like they're crazy. Like they're crazy. Look around the world right now. I'm not going to mention every group, but you can see the different crybaby groups in the world right now. And they talk to the people that they say that they're scared of like they're crazy. You know what I'm saying? Because the, the tone that she's using, if a man uses that tone with another man, you are opening up a potential can of violence. You don't turn to no man as a man and do not, you know, that that's letting him feel that that makes him feel hostile. And actually what you don't realize is this type of thinking, this type of mentality creates more men to be monsters than anything else. You see what I'm saying? That, that, that creates more men to be monsters than anything else. And he like immediately started going in the other direction and I just kept saying it over and over and, and for all you ladies who are wondering like y'all always say things like you know men these days are weak or this that and the third blah 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 just know that it's mentalities like that that add to it what I've noticed within myself and with other men is a lot of men are starting to be get to the point where they either fear or loathe women because they don't know what to do right you can walk up to this one but if you walk up to that one you're looked at almost like a monster i mean you would think this guy who approached her was like 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 wearing like a ski mask and had an ak-47 in his hand or something like that who gave you the clarity to feel like you're so perfect that you can look at someone who's just simply approaching you broad daylight in a parking lot he approached her nicely she said how did she say he approached her? Excuse me, ma'am. He didn't come into her. Hey, yo, shawty or nothing like that, right? He didn't come into her. Hey, what you doing? Nothing. You know, he just said, excuse me, ma'am. And we're not allowed to approach them in the parking lot. Right. So here's, here's, a, here's the problem with this generation. Now, let me bring it full circle really quick. And we'll come back to talking about this whole, what she's doing. And a lot of women feel the way she feel. And even vocally are allowed to speak this way on the internet and in real life. My whole thing is this, right? We live in this world now where people don't realize that things have dramatically shifted and changed. And I think they realize that they just don't want to accept it because a part of accepting it, 
they have to also stop saying stuff like this. They have to also admit that they're wrong. They have to also admit that they're more than likely on the bad end of the totem pole rather than the good one that they think that they are. And they're not victims, they're suspects. Because things have dramatically changed and I think a lot of people are trying their best to hold on to old narratives where they benefit and new narratives where they benefit. You know, for example, I was also just watching a video that was talking about how great black dads are and how they were using statistics from, I think, some national whatever, like CDC or something like that, uh, proving that black dads are actually the most active. Black dads are actually the most likely to contribute financially and things of this nature. But yet somehow the black dad narrative hasn't changed. People love statistics, especially women. Women love statistics. They love using data drawn from any study, even studies that don't make sense. They're like, okay, yes, these numbers might be accurate, but where did they get the numbers from? Who did they talk to to get these numbers? You know what I'm saying? And and women love them when they benefit them, but somehow, some way, and and it, and as soon as they hear numbers one time, when it benefits them. And it's not just women. A lot of people do this. As soon as they hear a number, this is why I don't rely on statistics all the time, to be honest with you, because I know how we as humans can be biased with statistics. When it's something that we want to prove, look, one out of 10 men do this in the third. But when it's something we don't like, we just, well, where they get them statistics from? So it's just like, I like to look at all statistics like that. But nonetheless, this is what they say, right? They say that they were using all these different statistics of black men or great dads and actually better than other races of dads and whatever. And it's not my first time seeing this video. This is just my first time seeing this video done by another person. It's crazy because both of the videos I've now seen that have used these same statistics drawn from the same data pool to tell us that not only are the myths about black dads wrong, but they're actually completely wrong. Meaning they're not just inaccurate. Black dads actually amongst the best fathers in America. Not, they're as good as everyone else. No, they're doing better. I'm not saying this for anybody who's offended, any white man or Spanish or Asian man who may feel offended. I'm just telling you what I've seen in these two videos, right? And in both videos, ironically, the girl that's delivering the information are both Caucasian. Um, Well, the girl in this video, she looked maybe like she could be possibly Spanish, but she ultimately looks like a white woman. She's not black. Right. And um, my whole thing is, is, but it's not about this. this obviously, this video, this, this episode is not about black dads. And honestly, it's not even about women telling men not approach them in the parking lot. Right. Even though he could have just been trying to give her her wallet. But, you know, according to her, don't ever. And this is why men are going to get to the point where we just literally basically fall back from women, especially women that we don't know, because is is dangerous to be around women at this point. It's literally you're playing Russian roulette every time you do approach a woman, whether on the internet or in real life. And it has nothing to do with just simply trying to get their phone numbers. It just becomes a dangerous game. It's is is more dangerous actually for us than them because we don't have anybody to have our back in that situation. They have plenty of people including other men or you know, soy boys who are going to put on a cape for them no matter what's going on no matter what a man says and just jump to just yeah man you don't approach a woman in the parking lot man you, you just don't do that man you know what I'm saying especially a gay dude who never has any goals or ambition to ever have a wife or have kids or anything like that he definitely I mean he, he has nothing to lose in that argument as to a, a heterosexual man especially one who's not in a, a committed relationship he had, does have something to lose by fueling that type of narrative it's about people running behind stories that they've never experienced. I'm going to guess, and this is the point. I, I know some of y'all heard me earlier building up a point and I stopped and played the video. I'm going to guess that if you feel so comfortable to make a video in the same parking lot that you were scared of this man in broad daylight with your crying son. I know y'all heard the baby in the background make a little noise who might be hungry or whatever like that. If you have all of that bravery to sit there and do that, I'm going to guess and assume that you've never experienced as a blonde haired white woman who's grocery shopping in the middle of the day. Let's talk about it. 
right? As a blonde hair, privileged white woman, I'm going to just guess that you've never actually experienced these fears being manifested in physical reality in real time in your life. You've never actually had a man try to push you into his car. You've never actually had a man uh, approach you and try to grab on you and grope you and try to maybe rape you in public. You've never had a man do these things. And if you have had a man do these things, it's probably the man you was messing with or a man you knew personally from your own personal life. You've never had a stranger do these things. You've probably never seen a stranger do these things. You have let the Internet literally destroy your perception of a whole group of people, literally 50% of the population, pretty much when you think about it, because there's only two people on this earth, men and women. And you've literally, and you're, and then the scary part is she's raising a little boy. See, this is the scary thing that we have here. We have a lot of people running around with this very hate-based, hate-based fear of other groups of people. And a lot of the time, when you look into the lives of these people, right, the people around them fall into those groups. You have gay people. Now, let's look at right now. Right now, as we speak in America, there's these, this is pretty small, but still, there's a group of transgenders. Rest in peace to those people in Nashville. That during the spark of conversation after the Nashville shooting, have basically made threats to go out and, quote unquote, I'm going to just tell you what they said, violate women with the cocks that they're so obsessed and whining about. Right. Which you should know what that means. They want to grape them. Right. Take the G off Um, and also commit other acts of violence to Christians and people who don't, I guess, allow them to just run rampantly through the world. Right. Here's what's crazy about that. These trans, these same transgenders more than likely live, work for or with have friends family some of them probably even have children mind you all these people weren't always gay right um some of y'all listening probably know a few gay people who have kids who are a part of these groups that they want to go out and harm first of all the transgender women are trying to be women and they want to go out and harm women That's another very scary thing about this generation. You have women on the internet literally talking very heinously about men with the son next to them. They have a son. They have a a little man. How do you think she's going to train that man? And I think this is why a lot of these feminists that have kids, if you've noticed, a lot of them are choosing single motherhood. And I, I, I really believe that either subconsciously or consciously, that's why. They really want the chance to be able to raise up a generation of men the way they think men should be. See, the same women scream, men should not make laws about women's body. Stay out of women's business. Remember when that was a big thing? Stay out of women's business. Every time we commented on anything women did, there was always that that rebuttal. Stay out of women's business. And they would use gay or incel or that's feminine. You're acting feminine as a shaming tactic to manipulate you to stop calling them out on their crap and holding them accountable, right? But you, as a woman, you don't want somebody in your business. You don't want men telling you how to dress. You don't with simple things, right? I mean, it's not we're telling you how to eat or you can't speak. Just maybe you should dress this way if you don't want to be treated that way. We're just giving you advice, really, based on your fear of men. Okay, you fear men coming and hollering at you all the time. So why are you dressed like a sexual object all the time? We give them advice and that's it. They, they take that as oppression and mansplaining and, and all these other big words, right? They can't even spell half the time. You know, the, you know, you don't want these things, but you feel like you can literally tell men what they can and can't do and how they can and can't be. And you go deeper than just, oh, how somebody dresses or, oh, I think women should be more feminine. You you go straight into, you don't talk to these people. You don't walk up to these people. You can't look at women like that. You, I mean, it's literally like being a man just in his most natural state. 
And here's the thing about it. In its most natural state, it's dangerous. It's literally dangerous. It's a dangerous game now. People think it's not dangerous, but it's starting to already manifest. You have women jumping the gun on men, walking up to them, macing them for no reason. Dude was probably just trying to ask you for directions. You're probably the only person in the parking lot. Maybe he needed somebody to help jump his car. Something like that. Yesterday, I had a woman just walk up to my car and ask me to help her jump her car. What if I feared women the same way y'all feared us? People say, well, come on, Tommy. Do you really feel like you have any reason to fear women? Uh, I could if I sat around believing all the sto- stories that y'all tell us. And here's the, here's the crazy thing. I've actually been attacked by women. I've been stalked by women. <laughs> okay? Like, but... I don't run around looking at women like every one of them is going to hit me. You see what I'm saying? And I've actually seen it. A lot of y'all are going off things you haven't seen. I tell men the same thing. I tell men the same thing. I I just said it in the episode when I said, let's stop talking about black women. Like, you guys are sitting on the internet hearing all these bad things about women that you've never actually dealt with. There was this video that went viral not too long ago and there's been plenty of videos like this ever since but like this was like years ago when I was probably like 18 19 years old there was a video that went viral of a girl giving head to a man while she was on the phone with her boyfriend and that sent fear shock waves through men and I don't th- think we ever got over it to be honest with you I I mean even yesterday the game posted on his page every man's greatest fear is his woman riding another man's blank right and it's just like when that video went viral whether people watched it or heard about it because almost every man listening right now has either seen a video like that or heard about videos like that and if you haven't I'm sorry that you just did hear about that that might mess you up a little bit right and it's just this fear right but the truth of the matter is And I'm not here to justify anything. I'm not here. I'm just simply being objective. Because this episode is not about men and women. It's it's, it's about everybody falling into these things. And we're letting this fear literally control our lives. But we're supposed to be the bravest generation. And everybody acts like they're so tough. But literally our whole lives are based off of fear. Fear of things that we've never dealt with. Never seen outside of the internet half the time. Right? And I'm not saying they're not real, because clearly if they made it to the internet, it happened somewhere. That was a real video. That was some real poor guy, you know, that was some real girl who did that to him. So it really happened. And it really does happen. And it's probably happened to some of us. And it probably will happen to some of us. Listen, but do you really sit there and believe that that's a large percentage of women that would do something like that? Like, no, seriously, right? I'm on this page yesterday, and the dude was saying some good stuff. But he was saying it so absolute. You know, just, I remember one thing he said is, like, if you cry in front of a woman one time, she'll never respect you again. And it's just like, okay, is there women that if you cry in front of, she'll never respect you as a man again? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. But to say it like that, And see, I'm old enough to know, okay, not every woman, right? I'm experienced to know not every woman. I've witnessed enough to know not every woman. However, if I was 16, 17 years old, and this is why I think that, I mean, I think they should destroy social media if you can be, if I can be honest with you, right? But they should definitely not let kids on there. It's funny they're trying to ban TikTok saying, oh, it's destroying kids, but... Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Snapchat isn't. YouTube isn't. Facebook isn't. Y'all just mad at it's China doing it. So it's okay to destroy kids as long as it's Americans doing it, right? Whatever. Mind you, these videos that China is promoting to kids on TikTok, not to go off topic here, but these are Americans who made the video. Don't worry about China. You need to worry about what's going on right here, okay? Anyways, if I was 16, 17-year-old kid and I read that, you know... I just go into my shell around women. I mean, we're literally taught to fear people, whole groups of people. This is the same. And and we've seen how this has played out with white people and black people. They were taught to fear us. We were taught to fear them. Look how it's turned out. Some people say, well, it's gotten better, hasn't it? Bro, 
seeing a white man shoot a black man is literally normal now. It's to the point where sometimes I see those videos and I just keep scrolling as if it, as if I, I just seen a video of someone tying their shoes. Like that 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 whole white cop shooting black man or the Ahmad Arbery case where it wasn't cops but it was like a white dude in the neighborhood or three white dudes in the neighborhood or you know rest in peace Trayvon Martin we still ain't got no justice for that George Zimmerman this comes from the same thing we're seeing being built now it's like this is why humans suck and this is why God destroys humans every couple thousands of years or whatever like that because y'all don't learn we don't learn we just saw this happen. Now look at the fruits of it. Now here we are. Let me show you guys. Let me show you guys how deep this runs. Here we are in 2020, 2021, 2022, 2019, 2018. Come on now, follow me. 2017, 2016, and keep going back. Because I was at the Million Man March in 2015. And at the Million Man March... We were screaming out Sandra Bland's name. So, shoot, we can go back 2014, 2013, 2012, 2011, dealing with a new generation of blacks, a new generation of whites who weren't there when this fear was created. It was their mothers. It was their grandmothers. Come on now, follow me. It was their great grandmothers. It was their fathers. It was their grandfathers. It was their great grandfathers who established and were... And we were programmed with that fear of black people during the 60s, the 50s, the 70s, the 80s, right? And it was, but but look who carried it out for real, for real. It was them because we can't avoid each other. We can't avoid gay people. Gay people can't avoid straight people. Men can't avoid women. Blacks can't avoid whites. Everybody, all these different groups, Christians can't avoid secular people. We, we all live on the same planet. You know, I seen this funny meme once that said it was a man talking to an animal. And he's like, well, how do you live like this? He said, um, I don't know, but y'all are the only organisms on this planet that have to pay to live here. OK, so we all pay to live on this free planet. Right. <laughs> I'll break that down for y'all one day. Y'all going to. Your mind's going to be blown. We all pay to live on this free planet. And we all have to somewhat coexist and deal with each other. We all have to. Right? So, and, and as you see, once groups are separated, at some point they have to come back. Right? So, we, during like segregation and back and even, even post-segregation, when you had blacks living only amongst blacks, whites living only amongst whites, and we were naturally segregated. At some point, you know, people start... Forbidden fruit, you know, oh, damn, that black man look gum. And they start making babies together, right? We start putting that, our differences through entertainment. You know, white man favorite athlete, a black man, you know what I'm saying? Black man favorite business man, a white man. You know, you start going to school together, integrating schools. Y'all start getting little uh, black uh, buildings in the school where all the black kids live. But they, they go to class with the white kids. They party with the white kids. They all become friends. They leave college together. Things like that. And we start to integrate. But the fear remains. And that's why you have situations like Ahmaud Arbery. That's why you have situations like George Floyd. That's why you have situations like um, uh, Sandra Bland. You know, it's just, it was a fear of wide nostrils, black skin, kinky hair, deep voices, thick jaw lines. Okay? And... That fear that was programmed into them, right, during the civil rights era, right, it has now spilled over into a generation that wasn't even there when it was created. So what does this look like 20 years from now? This, 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 this justified, because that's how they look at it, this justified, very vocalized fear of men. Hmm? What 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 is this? How does this work in any of our favor? And it's not just fear of men, but we can go down the list. Fear of women, men's fear of women. Men are starting to fear women in a different way than women fear men. But nonetheless, it keeps both of us apart. 
And we need each other. We literally need each other. At the bare minimum, we have to procreate with each other to keep this thing going. Another funny meme I saw. Well, it wasn't a meme. Uh, the Black Man's Keeper on Instagram, she said um, something along the lines of, it's funny how gay people don't like straight people, but without straight people, gay people don't exist. Because <laughs> we're the ones making the babies, right? So it's just like, we we need each other. We literally need each other on this earth. And if, if we can't get along and we can't come together and bring the feminine and the masculine energy, the testosterone and estrogen and put it in the same bowl, mix it up and create the beautiful life form, the beautiful energy that is necessary of both balances, right? Where I'm strong, you're weak. But where I'm weak, you're strong. We balance each other out. Believe it or not, to a certain extent, men are men and women are equal. A lot of people don't like to hear that, but to a certain extent, we are. See, it's just that we've let the world through the devil's very, 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 very deep. And I say deep because this goes back way, way further than we think it does. We think it just started 10 years ago. Oh, no, no, no. This goes back thousands and thousands of years ago. Okay. Uh, um, and trust me, all of this was planned and plotted. You're talking about something that goes back so deep, and people say, "Well, how do you think Satan's so clever?" Well, Satan was Satan. Was, if if we believe in the Bible, Satan was there with the first two humans, right? So he's had a lot of practice. So, and not to mention, we don't even know how long heavenly beings have been alive. How long? <laughs> Before they created Earth, you know, they was up in heaven and all that other. So we don't even know all the stuff that they they've been doing for maybe billions of years. I mean, these beings, these demonic beings who were once angels, have billions of years of experience of maybe dealing with maybe other races we didn't know about, other species, and maybe even themselves. Right? You know, um, and the Bible does say, if they eat from this, they will know good and evil, like us, right? Like us. So. They must have had some good and evil going on in heaven. Obviously, if the devil was able to convince one third of angels to leave heaven, if heaven was this pure place, also in the book of Revelation, it speaks about a new heaven, right? One day God is going to get rid of not only destroy the earth, but he's also going to destroy the heavens. Clearly, if it was perfect, you wouldn't need to destroy. Yeah, you could destroy it down here, but you don't got to destroy that. That's that's where. No sin exists. Nothing bad exists. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep up with what I'm saying here. At the end of the day, we've let these myths half the time destroy us, and we're going to have to take a whole generation off. Honestly, I believe at this point because it's literally fully put into people's head like it's facts like I said when I read the post last night the guy was saying some good things and what he was saying is true about a lot of the women today but not all of them and y'all know me I'm Mr. a general statement is a general statement Uh, obviously it's never all but I know that every man is wanting to believe these things so they can live in fear. Fear, believe it or not, is a very comfortable life. It's uncomfortable when you don't look at it, when you look at it like fear. When you're sitting there like, dang, I'm scared of women. That's when it's uncomfortable. Oh my gosh, I can't I'm scared of That's when it's uncomfortable. But when you justify fear and you say, well, no, no, I mean, this, this makes sense. It's comfortable. Now you don't have to do anything. I was explaining to myself, I'm trying to figure out why the world is so in love with mediocrity right now. And I figured it out. Because it allows people to not have to strive for much. I mean, it was a lot of pressure when we when we finally realized at some point in our life, for some people it was when they were 20. For most of us, it was when we were little children that we actually had to get up and do something. Right? It was like, oh, wait, I got to go to this college. Then I got to get a wife. And then I got to have kids. I'm a kid. What are you talking about? I just want to watch Nickelodeon. Like, you know, it was a lot of pressure. And and, and the biggest example I, I used when I was trying to figure out where this came from. Anybody who knows me knows I'm an analytical person. This, this works for me and it definitely works more so against me. I'm an overthinker. Is I was looking at some of these rappers. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna just say a name, and I don't care if you ever hear this and gets offended. Playboy Cardi, what is the hype behind this? Do you even know what he's saying? 
But the kids are like, oh my gosh, he's the GOAT. He's better than Tupac. And I'm like, bro. So I'm trying to figure out, okay. And I want you guys to look at what I'm saying, literally, obviously, but also metaphorically, because you can find this in every aspect. And I'm going to break down some aspects and industries that we see pure mediocrity being worshipped as if we've never seen greatness before. That's the funny thing about it. We've seen what a great rapper looks like. Ice Cube, 50 Cent, Eminem. You know what I'm saying? Okay, them two, them guys too old for y'all? Okay, shoot. You know what I'm saying? Drake, Kendrick, J. Cole. You feel me? Oh, them guys too lyrical for y'all? Okay, Young Thug, Future, like Lil Baby. So why is they so hype over Playboy Cardi? And rappers like him, Yeet and all these other guys. Because the same reason why they were so hype over Lil B and we didn't understand that either. And I had liked some of Lil B's songs, but why were they so hype and trying to call it like these guys were great? They're lying to themselves. See, when you see a guy, he's a rapper. He's dating Iggy Azalea. He's wearing all these cool clothes. You know, he's getting mad money, right? And he's mediocre if sub part of that. I mean, probably I, I think he's outright terrible, right? I don't know who he is as a person, but just we're just talking sonically, lyrically, music, just all of it. It's just all terrible, right? The, some of the beats are okay, but for the most part, the music is terrible, right? And why is the mediocrity winning so hard? Well, it's because people like to line themselves up with things that relieve them of the pressure. Now, I'm not saying every Playboy Cardi fan wants to be a rapper, but they can translate that somehow in their lives. Well, dang, if he can do that, maybe I can kind of take more of a relaxed route, too. And you see it now. You see so many lethargic people in the world, right, who are just trying to find the easiest way out, right? Even I was doing some research and I was doing some of this research this morning. Because I'm, I'm kind of in a, in a middle place, if I can be all, all the way honest with you guys, where I'm trying to figure out exactly where I want to go as far as some of the businesses I want to start. And I've been looking in the tech field, right, which is more white collar. And I've been looking more so in the hands-on field, which is more blue collar. And I've found positions, career paths that both of them can make me a millionaire. Both of them could make me at least a six-figure earner, a high earner, right? And what I figured out is this. I'm like, everybody's running over to this side, right? The cyber side. I want to be a social media marketer. I want to do cybersecurity. I want to, they're just, just whatever. Because and, and, and then I look at the other one. And I'm like, okay, that's clearly a little bit harder work. But then I look about it. I think about the, long, the longevity of it. This one has me on my feet. It's going to keep me fit. It's going to give me longer life. This one's always going to be needed. It's not contingent upon some network running. Meaning if the network crashes tomorrow or they completely change the system, which we've seen in the cyber world before, right? Remember when Java was a thing? Everybody was running out trying to learn Java. They don't use Java no more. Some of those guys are SOL. You know what I'm saying? Like, but guess what? They've been pressure washing homes since the 1950s. Okay. They've been pressure washing homes. A pressure washing machine only costs about a thousand bucks. Right. Anyways, the point of what I'm trying to say is that these things actually in longevity is actually easier. You want to do cybersecurity work? You're going to be sitting down. Yeah. You're going to be wearing what you want to wear. Yeah. Your posture is going to get messed up. Yeah. You're probably going to develop a gut, yeah, unless you have time to go to the gym. I'm not saying all those guys are fat or anything like that, but, you know, um, yeah. And you're going to still work long hours. You're going to eventually need glasses staring at them screens all day, right? You're going to be tired. You're going to be bored out of your mind. Where you have guys charging about $250, maybe $300 per job with doing some more blue-collar work. They might only work two to three hours per job and they might only do three a day. And if they get if they get to a certain point, they can employ people and just collect all the profit, pay them, make plenty of money, make the same money, if not more than Mr. Blue, uh, Mr. White Collar. Not to mention they get to hustle. The beautiful thing about hustling is, yes, it has a downside to it. You have to actually get up and go make your money. 
You don't have to just go show up somewhere. However, that's also the beautiful thing about it. If I really just want to make it, I can say, you know what, today I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm going to eat two bananas, drink some coffee. I'm doing four jobs today. I'm going to make $2,000 today. You know, I had a, I ran to a homeboy. I used to work at Publix. I, my first job ever was Publix. And um, this Mexican dude I used to work with, really good guy. I ran into him and I was like, man, it's been years. Mind you, at this point, it had been maybe about, no, it had been more than 10 years. It had been about 13 years. I started working when I was like 16. And I run into him and he tells me he is a, uh, I don't want to lie here. I think an electrician or something like that. And he was telling me, I'm like, yo, so what's, what's that money like? He's like, man, sometimes I make between $800 to $1,600 a day. I'm like, Dad, really? Like, I'm like, yo, I'm trying to make that. A, I'm, I'm over here trying to make that a week right now. You know what I'm saying? You're like making it in a day. Yes, the work sounds hard. But he also told me he only worked about five hours a day. You feel what I'm saying? So it it doesn't sound good as as cool as cyber tech or I'm a social media analyst or all this other stuff. Right. Or I do SEO. But they make the same money. They can still provide it for their family. They still have free time and they get the feel good like look, I, I, you know what I'm saying I'm a, you know I just pressure wash the house like you can see the results rather than having to look at all these numbers on a computer screen right and I'm not knocking that world that's what you're into but I've noticed that you have people that aren't even into that like myself I ain't gonna lie looking into going into that world and the real reason why we don't want to admit it is because it's easier it, or at least in our brains it sounds easy because we think so short term we think right now it sounds easier sit on a computer all day what be at home on a computer all day what 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 like, my dad works at home. He is in tech work. He makes good money. But he's very busy. He gets a lot of time to travel. He gets a lot of time to go do his thing. Don't get it wrong, because he's been doing it for so long now. He's got to that point. But not to put my dad's business out there like that. But the company that he's working for, guess what? Out of all them years, they're trying to lay off a bunch of them. I know y'all been seeing it on the internet, right? So I, I'll just tell you, my dad works for Microsoft. You have companies like that that just out of nowhere just hire AI people. And then what are you going to do? But guess what? The pressure washer, the plumber, the electrician, ain't no AI coming in your house pressure washing your house. Not anytime soon. You feel me? So, like, we still going to always have that. And it's good as a man to always have a, a hands-on skill. You, you should always have it. Even if you don't do it for money. Just to do it to help your own house. I mean, imagine pressure washing your own house. Imagine, you know, uh, scale coating your own driveway. Imagine, you know, uh, cleaning your own windows, doing your own plumbing, your own electricity, things like that. You never know. You might be able to create something that could make you billions of dollars, you know, when you do hands-on things. So my whole thing is like through the fear of actually having to do something, we have now settled for Anything of mediocrity, anything that would just let us live these easy lives. You have people right now making more money telling you about what they do than they actually make money from doing it. Don't let that go over your head. Let me let me, let me give you an example. You have real estate agents. I know you guys see this all the time. You have real estate agents who make more money off their YouTube channels and their Instagram channels telling you how to do real estate and all this other stuff and how to be an ambitious hustler and you know wake wake up every day at five o'clock so you could so you could be ahead of the game and all this other stuff then they actually do make money selling homes it's to the point now where if you can at least learn how to sell homes or if you could just learn how to be a high ticket uh salesman or if you learn how to do these things right and you can just Create a lifestyle for yourself, which I mean, it's the internet. You know how easy it is to manipulate people on the internet? I'll give you an example. Yesterday, this dude pulls up in this beautiful yellow Acura. I've never seen this Acura before. It looks like a Lamborghini. Some of y'all probably have seen it. It literally looks like a Lamborghini, right? And I asked him, I said, Man, I've never seen that car. I said, Can I take a picture, show my girl because she's in the cars too? He's like, Yeah. So I take a picture of his car. Bro, you don't think that that man would have let me take a picture in front of his car? I could have, and I was wearing a decent outfit. I could have took a picture in front of his car and created an Instagram page on, most of my friends haven't even seen me in years, so, or months at least, and y'all wouldn't have to know that's not my car. And guess what? Here's what's crazy. I remember one time 
this old dude pulled up to the barbershop I was at and this old school Rolls Royce. And I was like, dang, huh? You know, like, okay, I see you. Like, yeah. He offered me. He's like, you want to take some pictures? I was like, and at the time, I'm like, I think I was, let me not lie. About 23, maybe. I was like, yeah, I'll take some pictures. You know what I'm saying? So he was like, no. I was to take pictures of the car. He's like, no, come on, here, get in the car. He opened the door for me and all. Like, it's easy to flex, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's easy to flex. Like, you know, uh, you go out there and you do a little certain job, you might end up going to like a condo or a hotel. You end up going, like if you do like DoorDash or Uber Eats or something like that or work for Amazon, you can easily take a picture of some, some of those views it's easy to manipulate people on the internet. That's all I'll say, right? You could, you could take a picture of some of those views and people are like, dang, man, he's, he's living life, man. Every time I see him on Instagram, he's... And then you just start talking like you got some credibility. Now you built the credit or the false credibility. It don't matter. And you can make your money like that. Speaking of DoorDash, there are people that DoorDash for a living. Some of them make upwards of $150 to $250 a day, Right? Did you know that there are guys on YouTube, guys and girls on YouTube that give out these DoorDash or Uber Eats or Grubhub tutorials? They've built their channels up so much. I guarantee you, I'm, I know how you, YouTube pays, especially once your channel gets monetized, right? And you get different little programs and you, you get you a, 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 a Discord or all these different things, right? Yo, did you know that there are people making that DoorDash for a living? And I guarantee you, at this, this point, they're probably going to DoorDash for the rest of their life. Because it's become a very lucrative opportunity for them. Right? Because now they have a YouTube channel that they're making thousands of dollars a month off of. Plus the little bitty 200 a day they're making DoorDashing or Uber Eatsing. That means they make more money telling you how to DoorDash than they actually do DoorDashing. People are looking for the easiest route out. Now, I'm not knocking that. If you could sit up there, uh, I forgot what they're called, remote high ticket salesmen. Like these guys are making like sometimes thousands of dollars a day, right? If you could sit there, Forex people, right? All the people, if you could sit around all day and just make money and go travel the world, I mean, don't let me stop you. I'm not telling you that it's wrong. I'm just trying to show you the mentality. The same mentality in business and right now, because we do have a lot of lucrative opportunities in the world now, it's no longer the 60s where you had to work hard. No, you can make millions of dollars sitting at home. Yeah, you might have to do a little bit of back work and typing and stuff like that for a couple of hours a day. But nonetheless, you don't have to really go out and work like our grandfathers and them had to work, right? You don't have to really, you know, the Bible says from the sweat of your brow will you eat. We will we no longer really have to sweat from our brows, right? So Yes, but what I'm what I'm worried about is not the fact that people are running to these career paths that allow them to basically sit around all day. No, what it is is that I'm worried that for one, if it doesn't work out, they'll be used to that and they won't want to go do anything hard and they won't be able to do anything hard because they've been sitting around all day. But yeah, that's one thing. That's not what the episode's about. Ultimately, the mentality that drives them there and how that can play a role in the rest of their lives where they now feel like they have to do A, B, and C, and D. I mean, the pressure is turning up. The pressure is turning up and it's breaking a lot of people. I feel like it's breaking a lot of people before it can break them, not because they've actually tried to do anything and didn't work, whether it's try to talk to a man, try to talk to a woman, try, if you're a gay, try to talk to a straight person. If you're a straight person, try to understand maybe, I guess, whatever, what a gay person may go through or whatever like that. It's just simply not even trying, but just believing myths, believing what some person has told them, not getting your own experiences, right? Because you may never... Y'all might fear a girl giving a head to another guy while you're chilling the phone with you, but you may never actually experience that. But if you live in fear, you won't ever get to experience a woman and all the amazing benefits of a woman. You may never get to experience a man and all the amazing benefits of a man. 
because you're always looking for the easy route out. I used to wonder why these rappers, right? All this money, all these, all these things, go grab some girl with all this weave in her head and all this attitude and chest tattoos and some most stuff, and then go run and make that day wife. Right? And this, this goes back to the mediocrity thing, right? I wonder why men with muscular bodies are being called zesty and girl, he looks suspect, but they're, women are literally running after dudes with pot bellies. And right now, I ain't, I, I'm in the pot belly stage, right? I, I don't, I, I have been slipping, you know what I'm saying? Um, why is that more attractive now? Why do we see that? Why do we see dudes running past a girl with the real hair, with the natural look for a, a girl who has a BBL and her butt don't match her legs? That's mediocrity. See, they want us to convince convince us that, no, that's the baddie because she paid $3,500 for it. She just paid $3,500 to look like an idiot with all due respect. You know what I'm saying? That's what that is. But why do we go for it? Because it's easier. Somebody said, well, in what way is these things easier, Tom? Well, let's go back. Let's go to let's go to the man chasing after the BBL Instagram model, whatever, rather than chasing after a real woman. You know, a real woman ain't finna let you just run through her life. You have to actually be somebody. And no, it ain't just having money. You have to be a real man. You don't have to be a real man with the Instagram model. You just gotta have money. That's easy. Anybody can make some money. Especially if you don't have morals. Especially if you're willing to snake somebody out. You can be rich tomorrow. It's easier. It's easy to run after the pot belly street dude. Because he don't demand much from you. You don't have to be no real woman with him. Just suck his penis. Anybody can suck a penis. It's easier. And it's also easier to lose them because you never liked them in the first place. It's easier to get cheated on by some girl who's all over the internet twerking because, shoot, you knew she was going to cheat. She probably cheated on the last dude she was with, with you. That's how you got her. It's easier to deal with it. Now, you go get you with a real solid woman and she just happened to break and fold and go down that mold. That's a very sad story told. You see what I'm saying? That's hard. Now that's hard. It's easy to get cheated on by, by, um, bad B, uh, star star, whatever her name is, or her name would be on Instagram, right? It's easy to get cheated on by her. You deal with that. You saw that coming. You knew that was going to happen. But when you go get with the good girl, you see, we are taught to go down these easy routes that are literally based in fear. It's all based in fear. Deep down inside, you want a real man. You want a real woman, but you keep going for these things because it's easier. Why do we see so many black dudes to this day? They know. You play in these streets, you're going to end up dead or in jail. I mean, it's, it's, it's been shown to us. It was shown to us with a group of men that was way more gangster than this generation of men. Way more organized and way more wise and smart. In a world with less cameras. So y'all are doomed from the start. Y'all not even making it to a million dollars no more. Dudes are getting capped at a thousand. Basically committing felonies for minimum wage money, ultimately. McDonald's may make as much money as you. <laughs> Right? But why do they do it? Why do so many dudes keep running to the streets? Now you even see the white boys being street. Whoever thought we see the white boys out here really being street? I know a white boy named Street. He's a blood. Where? Why? Why? Because it's easier to just be a street dude. Worst going to worst, you go to jail where it's very easy. I mean, especially if you know how to fight, it's very easy, right? You don't have to wash your clothes. You don't got to pay no bills no more. And now, if somebody asks you why you haven't announced anything, man, I got locked up, man, when I was 20 years old, man. 
is easier to do that than actually be a man, learn some skills, go to school if you need to, get a job, save money, get a real wife. Come on. Hello. Hallelujah. Amen. They don't want me in my bag. They want me in the box. Okay. It's easier to be a street dude. Go grab you a little hood girl. All you got to do is have some money for her and have sex with her. Both of those two things, believe it or not, are easy, especially if you're willing to cut some cut some corners, which most street dudes are doing because it's easy to cut corners rather than do things the right way. It's easy. This is why we see this generation like this, because it's easier. Now, when it now what now people say, OK, so you saying it's easy or they fear. Which one is it? It's both. They fear the harder life that would lead to better fruit, more longevity. But they don't care because of fear. They drive to what's easier. Fear causes most people to be lazy, not a lack of ambition. It's fear why most people don't want to actually go out there and take the better life, which is going to be a little bit more challenging at first. It's because of fear. It's easy to go just get a baby mama. Oh, she getting her back blown up by somebody else. Well, what did you expect? Oh, she's just a little hood rat. Look, T-H-O-T anyway. Oh, my baby daddy, all he do is run around. Girl, you knew that. You seen them tattoos on his face. But you don't want no real man. Because a real man going to make you, he going to make you a better person. But you're going to have to put in some work. And then you have this fear that you won't be good enough. You have this fear that he ain't going to really be a good guy because the Internet tell y'all that if a guy is good at first, oh, he's really abusive, low key, or he really has a small penis, low key. All these fears that you get from listening to a bunch of people who failed. It's so crazy. Everybody wants to run to all these success stories, but they don't realize the only people you follow is the failures. It's fear why that woman sat there and treated that man like that. You see what I'm saying in the video? It's easy for her to just write men off rather than actually have to admit that she ain't bleep. It's, it's easier. It's easier to fear men than actually have to submit to them. Actually have to cooperate with them. Actually have to acknowledge the fact that you can't do nothing in this world without out one of them. Because everything that women are doing today, either they learn from a man, they have to go through a man to get it done. Or guess what? The system that they're going through was paid by a man anyway. And it's easier to write men off than have to admit that because of your fears. Your fear of someone telling you exactly what I just told you. Your fear of someone assuming that that bend you drive is your husband's, not yours. Your fear. So you 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 you're in a relationship and you've portrayed yourself to be single on Instagram because you fear it. You had a man that wanted to be there with you, but you didn't marry him and you've chose single motherhood because you fear it and you believe it's easier. The easy thing is also a lie, by the way. It's also just as much as a myth as all these things that you think you're avoiding. So what happens in the long run, right? What happens in the long run? Use black people and white people as an example. Mind you, like I said earlier, the white people that are killing the black people today weren't even there when the fears that have caused them to kill these black people were established. So what happens tomorrow? What happens tomorrow? This generation doesn't think longevity because they fear it. Well, I, I mean, I ain't allowed. And we've heard people say, I would get married, but man, what if it don't work out, man? I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't know. But running around sticking your wee-wee in every single girl, I mean, that's going to have its effects on you too. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you better have tried than not tried. I put it to you that way. 
Because what you should fear is being 70 years old and you ain't got nobody there to help you. That's what you should fear. They tell us life is short, but it's really long. Okay? 